Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we are tuning in to do a solo episode, and we wanted to talk about conscious technology use because, you know, as we grow, as we evolve, our world is so rapidly advancing in the realm of technology, and our whole business is really designed around being able to use technology, being able to run our business online mostly. So it's something that we think about a lot. Like, am I using this technology to really support my design, to live in alignment? And we were kind of realizing that this is such a new part of our lives. You know, in the last 50 years, we've had technologies that we have. And in the last 10 years, the last five years, so many brand new technologies are coming into our lives that become something we use every single day. So it's really important to really have these conversations and bring this level of awareness to the, you know, the same level of awareness we would bring to our relationships, to our food, to our sacred daily practice. That same level of awareness needs to really come to our technology use. So we wanted to just kind of hop on have this conversation today um, and really make sure that we're all grounded in the way that we're using technology and really supporting ourselves and nourishing ourselves the same way we do with all of the other tools that are a part of our life. Yeah, because we are moving into this new paradigm and technology is just going to be getting more and more and more advanced every single day. And it's not going to really be um, something that you can choose to ignore or or it's not necessarily in your best interest to fight it. I mean, obviously use your authority, but um, we are so insanely adaptable and resilient. And I think that this time of technology really coming to the forefront and advancing how it has is showing us that and showing us how we can continue to adapt and grow and change and um, kind of find new ways of doing things just really quickly. So it's interesting. I Somebody brought to our attention that just in our own growth, like looking back through um, the last two years, that we have adapted and grown and changed and we forget, like we forget to look back and to see like, oh my gosh, you know, a year and a half ago, we were talking about how we just want to give everybody a kimono and cacao and we're doing that in our boxes. And you don't think about it because it's step by step by step. It's kind of the same thing with technology too, where you don't think about how half of the stuff that we're using, we weren't using five years ago, three years ago, a year ago, five months ago. Yeah. Yeah. We are advancing so quickly that if we don't bring that presence and that awareness to technology, then it can kind of be not serving us. And we don't really have that realization, especially, you know, Shana and I, in our lives, we're so intentional about the tools that we use that are really tangible. We're so intentional about like using crystals 
and using, you know, robes that help us relax and get into that divine feminine flow. Like we're so intentional about so many things that we use, but then you'll be sitting there on your phone, just like mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. And you're like, why is this the one tool that I am the least intentional with? And how can we change that? How can we really start seeing our technology for the incredible and powerful tools that they are? But with that awareness, um, you know, as far as like the robes and the kimonos thing, like Shayna was just telling me, like, I'm so on my robe game. I'm so intentional about my robes. I've been collecting them. I've been harnessing the power that I have (laughs) when I live in my robes. And how many robes do you have now in your collection? I know I just counted and I have 11 robes, which I didn't realize (laughs) that I had that many. And it's just going to keep growing. But yes, talking about like Which is significant because you don't have 11 pairs of shoes. Oh, yeah. No, you don't have 11 dresses that you wear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I have 11 robes. I was just thinking about that yesterday. Like, I have come to this realization that I've never enjoyed shopping. I've never enjoyed shopping ever. I've tried and I've always thought like, okay, (laughs) I need to update my wardrobe. Okay, I need to get new clothes to look more professional or to look more whatever. And I'm realizing that that is just conditioning. And I didn't think it was because it's like, I should love those things. I should love shopping. I should love getting a new shirt or a new dress or new pants or, you know, matching my whole outfit with my hat and my purse and my shoes. Like I've never been into that. It's never come easy to me. And I always just thought like, yeah, but someday I'll get my shit together. Like someday I'll, (laughs) I'll like that or like, you know, I'll buy all the right things and just have the staples in my closet that I look amazing in. And it's just not me. It's not what I'm into. What I'm into is being a cozy ass bitch at home in my robes, in my PJs. And so that was my realization yesterday was I just want PJs and comfortable clothes to wear at home like as gifts or as like when I shop and and I'm looking at clothes to buy, like, you know, stuff will come up on your Instagram and probably even more so now that my phone's listening to me. (laughs) My FBI guy is like pulling up some new dresses for me to look at. Um, But I, I always think, oh, maybe I should get that dress. And now I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to get PJs. I'm going to get robes because that's what I wear. I wear it every single day. And so I just went through my closet and um, I've been purging just in my life in general, trying to really feng shui my home over the last few weeks. And like I washed down my door, like literally washed my door, scrubbed it, scrubbed the front numbers, like dusted off all the mats, really made it like beautiful. I put my favorite essential oils. I used my um, G Center Authority essential oil that we created. And I put that around all the numbers and around the whole door and like massaged it in, did a whole mantra. And I've like literally like, yeah, I've been getting into it. And then I went through my whole closet and all of our cabinets and just like really trying to minimize and clean out. And so when I was going through and washing my robes yesterday, I was like, okay, this is a little excessive (laughs) because they all hang on this hook, like in my closet, these hooks. And I have 11 robes, but I have a robe for different things. Like I have a pool robe that it's like, I wear outside. A pool robe? 
Yeah, a pool robe. Like, okay, for swimming in a pool. Something like oh. you're like a pool robe. Oh, yeah, I say that <laughs> word really weird. Um, <laughs> I have. So that's like a more like rugged, not rugged, but it's like thicker material for outside. I don't care if it gets chlorine on it, whatever. And then I have like a cozy, warm robe. And then I have a super light, easy breezy robe. Then I have a professional robe, which I wear during readings, which has like this. <laughs> button across and so it looks like it's I'm just wearing like a cowl neck type thing but actually I'm wearing a robe um and I have robes from Bali I have robes from Italy like everywhere I go every hotel I stay in I buy a robe well not every single one because I'd have way more than 11 robes whatever you get it so and then I have all of our different kimonos so I'm just like I'm robing it up and I am no shame I'm actually very proud about it and I'm like this is this is who I am. This is who I've always been. And I'm just going to own it now. And I'm going to wear robes. Like there's so many different, there's this company, which we should be sponsored, but we are not. Um, so not an ad, but called <laughs> Lunia and they're super expensive, but they're so freaking nice and high ass quality. And they make dresses and rompers and all these PJ things that you can then wear outside like in life and so long story really long that is my life I'm literally wearing that every single day and I'm into it so cool 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 basically what I'm saying is like own who you are like there's so many places of our lives that we don't realize that we have conditioning because we just think like like oh yeah I'll get to that but it's like that's not who you are like there is a way to to live in a way that is who you are like same thing with working out same thing with eating like same thing with how you clean your home. Like you don't have to do it in the way that, you know, means you are on top of your shit that you're eventually going to get to. Yeah. Like you can recreate it in a way that actually works for you and actually is fun and creative and supportive for your life. That's actually one of the ways that I knew that my old career before I discovered human design, before I quit my like corporate job that I was trying to do as a therapist. Um, that's one of the ways I knew that what it wasn't right for me is because I had to wear these like really professional clothes. I wasn't allowed to wear any of my jewelry and I'm like obsessed with my jewelry. It's like a huge part of my day is like adorning myself with different stones on different fingers that represent different planetary energy. Like it's a huge part of how I express myself. And the fact that I wasn't able to wear any of those things to my job, I felt like I was living a double life. Like I felt like I don't get to be myself at my job and then I come home and then I get to express myself. Then I get to wear what feels natural. And it was a huge signpost to me, like something's off, something's right. Like if you literally feel like you're wearing a costume to go to work on a physical level, then what are you doing energetically? Like energetically, you're wearing a costume when you go to work. Yes, yes, yes. And as we move into this new paradigm, everyone's becoming more individualized. COVID has pushed us in a lot of ways to get rid of a lot of those old expectations, to get rid of a lot of those old standards. One of them for sure is clothing, because in case you haven't noticed, loungewear and sweatpants are like the number one most popular thing right now. Like I went into an H&M store for the first time in years the other day, and it was all sweatpants, like all right in the front. It's just what people are wearing right now because we've been home and we've been on our computer instead of having to go into the office and playing dress up for someone else's standards. Yes. And I literally, it's, it's like, you almost can't find the other stuff. I went to a Nordstrom's (laughs) because I was going to a micro wedding and I was trying to find a dress for it and literally could not find 
a dress there. Like they didn't have dresses like they did, but they were like cozy, like not a dress that you would wear to a nice event. And I was like, what the fuck? And literally they were like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) just with COVID, like nobody was buying them. So we just, we haven't stocked them in a while. So we're low, but we'll get them eventually soon. And it's, it's, I'm like happy for the world um, (laughs) with this, but also like, oh shit, I can't find it. But, um, you know, I am hoping also as we go into this new paradigm that, that standard just gets released even when you are showing up in person like that you get to show up as you want to so if you want to wear you know a a, a daytime robe that's like you know that is comfortable and not revealing obviously that's that's appropriate in the sense of not sexualizing yourself or something like great or if you want to wear soup like a ton of accessories great or if you want to wear you know get really dressed up and professional great yeah um, and I'm really hoping with- that that individual nature that we're moving into really does stick with um as these companies and corporate and you know environments work environments evolve with I definitely the changing think it culture is. And the same thing goes with people expressing their gender or expressing a non-binary gender. Like, I really feel in my heart that that's the way that we're moving into and we're already seeing it. And I just love seeing it because it should all be about individual expression and collective acceptance instead of all of these boxes that we have to fit into and all of these freaking standards. So, you know, we went on a fashion and uh, loungewear rant, but it is in alignment with what we're talking about with technology because we're seeing these huge shifts happen. We're seeing, you know, things evolve so quickly. And of course, so many of the big changes that we've kind of been forced into because of this last year with the pandemic, it's kind of accelerated the growth and brought it even more to the surface. Um, And, you know, in general, we're moving into this Aquarian age, this divine feminine rising age, and technology is inherently connected to both of those ideas, both of those qualities. You know, Aquarian energy is all about technology. It's also about ancient technology. You know, language is a technology. Uh, Meditation is a technology being able to heal. There's so many different technologies that we're using from our ancient past, from our ancient ancestors that we're bringing forward and making new age, but we're also really advancing in technology and that's all in Aquarian age. So more and more and more, we're gonna see that developing, growing, becoming even more intrinsically connected to our lives and the way that we connect, the way that we make money, the way that we communicate with people. And you know, the openness and the limitlessness of technology and the internet is so in this divine feminine realm. There are no rules, there are no borders, there are no restrictions. There's no time and space to limit our ability to spread ideas, our ability to make money and connect with people on other sides of the world. So it's so vast, right? It's such a huge part of the way that we are evolving. I mean, also, you know, just talking about the evolution of human consciousness, the evolution of humans as a species, and, you know, all of the development with rockets and traveling to Mars and, like, you know, Elon Musk wanting to inhibit other planets, like, that's, like, a whole nother freaking story, but it's all in alignment with this growth, right? It's all in alignment with this growth, and technology is such a vast and huge and all-encompassing thing that having these conversations and starting to get extremely clear about our intentions and starting to get extremely clear about 
Does this serve us? Is this healthy for us? Are we having progress for progress sake? Or are we having progress because it's genuinely helping us in alignment with where we want to go, in alignment with our heart and soul? So in this conversation, you know, there's everything in life in this 3D realm, in this mundane world has this polarization. And the more we move into, you know, this Aquarian age, divine feminine rising, new paradigm, the more and more we're seeing these shades of gray. And as a human being, that those shades of gray can feel really scary, especially for those of us that are living in the conditioning that's been really prevalent in the last 100 years. You know, it's really, really want things to be a yes or no. We really want things to be black or white. We really want things to be clear and obvious and dry cut, but we're really starting to see that life is this limitless place where there's all of these shades of gray and there's not even one designated truth, right? Because truth depends on the perspective that you're looking at the situation from. So I wanted to start by saying, you know, technology in general, there's all of this gray area. People have said, you know, that technology can be this double-edged sword with this incredible potential on one hand, and on the other hand, this extremely destructive potential. And I think it's important to kind of talk about what are those positives in technology that we're starting to really see and that we really need to witness? And what are the negatives? How How is it negatively affecting our life? Because by seeing these things and talking about them and bringing them forward to the forefront of our conversation, that's how we're able to make a more aware and aligned and authentic decision as we move forward about what technologies we want to use as a part of our life. Yeah. So I would definitely say, you know, one of the positives is kind of what you were mentioning before, um, where COVID has forced us to let go of our old ways of traveling for business meetings and how, what we have to wear and all of that kind of like in-person, um, standards that we had as a collective, because now we're being able to use zoom or FaceTime or having these using technology is now more acceptable and more common. And so that's like a really positive thing and that that we're using to cut out things that we weren't enjoying doing. However, the negative here is a lack of in-person connection. And that if we're only relying on technology, there is that, that lack of, you know, connecting with people. And a lot of people really need that it's in their design to have that in-person connection, the physical touch, the physical sharing of space. Um, So people feel like they're really missing that. Um, So with this, it's having that awareness of, can you have balance there if that's something that you're needing? And can you use your authority and listen to your human design to really guide you with what is in balance for you? Yeah. And I would say for me in person, I mean, we've seen time and time again, we've always, we've kind of set up our business before COVID to do all of our readings online because we didn't want to have any limits with who we could connect with. We wanted to be able to connect with anyone in the world who's wanting to go deeper in this way. So we've always kind of established that this is how we wanted to meet with people. Um, And we've really witnessed that you can 100% connect with someone on such a deep and intimate soul way through Zoom. Like, honestly, it's incredible to see how we're able to connect. But, you know, me being a triple split, 
I really crave to be around lots of people and like lots of different people in a community with all of their different energies. Like I want to physically be in lots of different types of auras because it feels so good and nourishing for me. But, you know, it's really just asking yourself, how do I really feel? Am I feeling like I'm getting the connection that I want, that I crave, that serves me in this space on Zoom? Amazing. Or am I feeling like something's missing? And like, do I need to be around community? Do I have a channel of community? Do I have, you know, any of those gates or qualities that is really wanting me to be able to connect? And so the point is getting clear about that question and knowing that it's going to be on an individual level and that, you know, being able to zoom is, is so freeing. It creates so many openings for you, but also just making sure that you're getting that connection because connection is a huge part of what makes us feel safe and nurtured and supported. Like we are designed genetically from our past to be pack animals, to live in community, to live in families. And more and more that isolation, I think, is leading to a lot of depression and anxiety. I know for me personally, when I feel really isolated, I feel really overwhelmed by life. I feel really like scared and disconnected and unsafe. And when I am around other people, just in general, I feel such a sense of peace inside that I'm not alone. And when I am isolated, I have to cultivate that sense of knowing that I'm not alone, knowing that I'm connected, knowing that I always have spiritual connection that I can rely on if I can't be in in-person connection. But it is kind of like medicine for me. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. And it's so interesting because I'm the opposite and this kind of a side rant, but I've, I've been noticing lately now that things have been... Um, opening up and, you know, a smaller events have been happening and being around groups of people have been happening um, that m this whole last year, you know, a lot of people have talked about, you know, putting on COVID weight because of the trauma that we're going through collectively. And like, it's so common to have that weight gain during this time. And like, that's totally, totally fine and beautiful and completely accepting, accepting of my body right now. But I have been noticing since I went to that micro wedding and since I've done a few things with Brian's family that after those events, I feel like I burned so many calories. Like I not only feel exhausted, but, but I also feel like my body <laughs> feels like I worked out. Like I feel not necessarily thinner because I don't really like that word and I don't necessarily think the connotations that we have around that word are healthy but I feel very like I burned calories mm -hmm. and I think maybe that's a projector thing that's mm -hmm. because I don't have the sacral energy and being around you know other generating energies other than Brian it's like working Feeling it through my energy um but yeah, it is interesting. I mean, we're all so different, but seeing how and observing observing how in-person connection affects you versus a lack of in-person connection has been really interesting to see throughout this last year. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So that connection piece is a big thing to think about with technology. Is this making me feel more connected or is this blocking me from the connection that I need in order to be uh, nourished? Or do I need both? Do I need more balance? Like really checking in with yourself and feeling that. Um, another thing, another piece to really just consider within technology is, you know, a positive of technology 
is that the fact that we have this open media system now where we have social media, we have the internet where anyone can post a blog, anyone can post an article. And the positive of that is that we're able to share our voices in an easier way than ever before. You know, in the past, it was one of the most difficult things to be able to communicate ideas with people on other sides of the country, on other sides of your state even, especially on other sides of the world. And now we have immediate access to be able to share ideas, to be able to find people who are thinking and talking about the same things that we are, to be able to tune into a podcast of some topic that you're interested in. I mean, what an expansive blessing. Like, honestly, what an expansive blessing. Like, the, I've been learning so many things recently, like reading books and finding things online about these really sacred wisdoms, you know, from kind of ancient times. And, you know, a thousand years ago, people had to travel the world literally on a sailboat to go find out this information about this sacred geometry or something. And it's on it's accessible to my fingertips. Like that is really mind blowing. And when we let that in and have gratitude for that, it can transform our experience of how we appreciate it and how we use it. Of course, within that same side, there can be a negative as well. Yeah, which is that there's no filter in place and that we have to create our own filters. Um, You know, if we just let any and everything come at us all the time, it can feel... um, Uh, aggressive or uh, abusive or really damaging to our mental health. And that's a lot of what I found or what I've observed with a lot of people who um, really feel that, you know, it's making me more superficial or it's making me feel less confident in myself. It's because there's no filters in place. You're just absorbing everything. So really creating your own filters of the accounts that you follow, the people that you're, that you're learning from, um, the books that you're reading or the audiobooks that you're listening to, um, really having those filters to say, okay, does this raise my vibration or does it not? Because having that outlook of, wow, I can literally get anything in my fingertips at any moment and I can share anything with the world at any moment. That is incredible. That is expansive and it really pulls you out of that. um, Just even that awareness, that mindset pulls you out of that negative place of feeling overwhelmed or bombarded by this this technology. So setting up your own filters is really healthy and we encourage you to do. I mean, we do it in our own lives as well. Mm -hmm. And a big part of the Aquarian age also, just Aquarian energy in general, is kind of this like conspiracy theory realm or like, you know, fake news realm. And I think a lot of people feel really overwhelmed by that and it can invoke a lot of fear. So going back to is this information resonant for me? Do I feel like it's raising my vibration? Do I feel like it's making me more confident in who I am and being able to listen to my own inner truth or not? You know, it's really checking in on an individual level. That's what this is all about. Like no one can do that work for you. No one's going to have the answer of, is this supportive for you? Is this healthy for you? Does this help you become your best self and your most connected to your truth? So those are the questions that you can really ask yourself when you're creating those filters. 
and, you know, really making space for it. Like I am ruthless with who I follow on Instagram. I only follow people that uplift me and inspire me. And as soon as I'm following someone where I realize that like, this just kind of brings a bad taste to my mouth or makes me feel disconnected in some way, it's absolutely no harsh feelings to that person. It's me, right? So I create that filter. And I feel so nourished by that. And my personal Instagram has become this beautiful, inspiring, connective place that I go to when I want that inspiration and that I don't go to when I don't need it. And, you know, it's really important to kind of take that into your own hands because as we all know, like our cell phones, our technology is designed to be addictive. It's designed to be addictive because it's a a tool for marketing, a tool for being able to sell, you know, dresses or whatever it is that you're interested in. And that's totally okay. You know, marketing is a part of life. If you owned your own business, you would want to be able to put ads on Instagram too. So it's not inherently bad. It's just making sure that you're checking in. Is this serving me or not? Um, And you know, another thing about iPhones. I mean, it's crazy because Shane and I are in this millennial generation where, you know, in middle school, I got my first cell phone and an eighth grade. And it was like the text where just the buttons on the old phone and you had to text three times to get a C, you know, you had to (laughs) put put the button three times and it took forever to text. And like, you weren't able to get pictures or videos. Like I remember getting my first iPhone, my sophomore year of college and being like, wow, an iPhone, like it has internet and like it text people pictures. Like it yeah. was like, insane to me. So to think about how our iPhones have like taken over, it's every single tool that we need is in our iPhone. Amazing, right? It's incredible the way that we're able to use our iPhones to help us in our life. But it's just important to have awareness of the fact that You know, there used to be all of these other tools that people would have, you know, I remember when I had like a Garmin GPS, I remember before that, when I had a map and my mom was like trying to teach me how to read a paper map in high school. And I was always so bad at reading maps. I'd like hold them upside down and be like, so I'm going that way. And she's like, you have this map upside down. And, you know, all of that being in our phone, it's beautiful. It helps us so much in our phone. We have a map, a flashlight, a calculator, a camera. We're able to communicate with people. It's replaced our newspaper. We're able to manage our business in our store through this phone. Like that is so incredible. And we can really utilize these tools to make our life easier, to make our life more streamlined so that we can enjoy ourselves more so that we can have more space and room for things that we want to do, like relax and travel and, you know, meditate. Like we are able to make our lives easier with these tools. And that is beautiful, but it's important to think about, you know, are these tools disconnecting me in some way from the world around me in a way that doesn't serve me, you know, thinking about um, how disconnected we all are from, our food, from being able to build shelter, from being able to listen to nature and learn lessons of wisdom from nature and from our observation of nature. You know, it's it's about like, am I getting lost in these tools that are designed to be really stimulating and bright colors and take all of my attention? Or am I using them to really make my life easier, but then also giving myself time and space to say, is it important me? important for me to connect with my hands. You know, people who have their cognition as touch, it's so important for them to get their hands in things, to get their hands in dirt, to build things. Um, You know, anyone with a three line in their profile, it's so important for you to learn in a kinetic way to use your body. And my friend the other day owns her own business and she runs everything online. And she was like, yeah, you know, it's amazing that I'm able to connect with all these people in these ways. But sometimes I like forget that I have arms and legs. 
And I was like, oh, girl, we need to go outside (laughs) and go for a walk. And like, it's funny that I think so many of that experience that and it's funny to say that, but it's true. Like we really spend so much time on our phone that we forget that we have arms and legs. We forget that there's dirt out there. We forget that we can grow, you know, the joy and connection that comes from growing a plant from seed and then being able to eat that plant. Like it's such a beautiful experience that makes me personally feel more connected to life itself and more excited to be here on this planet. And when I forget about those kind of like natural tools or my connection to nature, I kind of lose my joy for life. That's my own personal experience. Yeah. A really good mantra that I feel like bridges the gap between these two things is everything I touch it, everything that I touch is more abundant and more expansive and more loving. So whether that's you touching your computer or your phone or the things that you're building through technology, or whether that's you touching you know, the plants in your home as you water them or the food that you're cooking um, or the bed that you're making, really having that awareness of, okay, everything I touch is more abundant, more expansive, more loving. That's been really helping me because I do really resonate with feeling like I don't have a body um, because, you know, our whole business is online. And Sorry, my dogs are barking as always, but our whole everything that we do is online and not a single part of it is in person. So it's really bringing your awareness back to, okay, I do have a physical body and everything I touch physically and even just like through technology has that expansive loving essence to it. Mm -hmm. And I think for so many people, depending on your design, being embodied and really feeling your body. I mean, it's important for everyone, but in different ways, you can kind of like utilize that energy. So for example, if you have a defined root like I do, and it's connected to your spleen through a channel, or if you have a defined root and it's connected to your solar plexus through a channel, it's so important for you to move your body. And that kind of opens up that channel and allows those gifts to flow. Whereas if you don't have that movement, um, you can kind of create these energetic blockages that can turn into more physical blockages and just a disconnection from that sense of flow in general. So it's important for people with a defined root to do exercise or physical movement that they really love, that they really feel. And then for people like Shana that have an undefined root, it's so important to get grounded and to know to do exercises that really make you feel present and clear you know for people that are generators and or you know manifesting generators and have that sacral chakra it's so important for you to engage in your physical senses in a way that is pleasurable in a way that you like um you know engaging with smells engaging with something that's beautiful to look at whether that's nature or you know a plant that you're looking at um or art that you're looking at For all of us, it's really important to kind of be connected with our bodies and not just kind of connected with our mind and like these tools that are on our cell phone. So it's once again, just having that awareness and, you know, walking through, asking, passing through those three doors that we've just talked about and seeing for yourself, like checking in, where am I at with this? Do I feel like my technology is making me feel more connected or less connected or a mixture of both? Do I feel like the information that I'm taking in is really making me feel open and inspired and clear? Or do I feel like I need to create some filters or a mixture of both? And do I feel like the tools that I'm using with technology are making my life easier and more connected uh, to life itself? Or do I feel like they're making my life harder and, and more disconnected? 
So asking yourself all of those questions and, you know, getting clear on what the answer is for you and then making changes using your own authority. And, you know, all of this is to kind of say with our technology, you know, wherever we're headed, it's just so important that we are co-creators in that that we are really feeling empowered to be able to make choices that are in alignment with what we want, with what we feel is going to make us happier. Um, making choices that are in alignment with raising our consciousness, raising our vibrate, our vibration, creating more love, creating more connection. Like those are really the themes that we're moving into as we evolve. Those are kind of the goals energetically. And of course, within that, there can be like 1 billion sub goals that are going to be on an individual level. But I definitely encourage everyone listening. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you are in so many ways a visionary. You are someone who is here to guide and to lead. You are someone who is a light worker. You are someone who's here to live on purpose and to give your medicine to the world. So we encourage you to kind of pause this podcast or stop and journal after this and ask yourself, like, where do I want humanity to go? You know, what are these big intentions that I think we should have that are going to make us feel more love and more connected and allow us to grow in that positive way. And, you know, get clear on that because that's going to inform a lot of the decisions that you make. Um, and, you know, I was listening to this crazy guy that wrote the flower of life book named John Volo Malchizedek. And he's kind of crazy, but I've, some of the things I've read and listened to from him have really been expansive for me and kind of helped me open my eyes a bit because in the past I was someone who's like so scientific and I have to see something in order to believe it. And I've really been on this journey of opening myself up and knowing that there's so much more mystery in life than what I previously believed in or saw, you know? So I've been listening to him a lot and he was talking about the Kali Yugas and the Vedic scriptures and, you know, these big overarching ways that humanity is designed to evolve and how that aligns with some of the predictions that are in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And he was talking about this time that we're in right now, you know, the last 1000 years to the next, you know, 50 years or so. We've been in this time of developing technology. This is what the, you know, he was talking about from the Tibetan Book of the Dead, that, you know, humanity in general, we're going to really develop flight and, you know, travel from outside of Earth and into space and into the, onto the moon and things like that, that we're going to be creating ways that we can limit um how much time affects us. So basically they're saying we're going to be creating all of these technologies that are going to help us expand what we know to be true. It's going to help us realize that time and space aren't real in the way that we think they are, because now we're able to use Zoom and be able to connect with someone on the other side of the world. You know, we're able to create high-speed trains. We're able to change the way that we're using energy. So we're making all of these advances that are kind of in our, in our collective growth. They're here to help us realize that literally anything is possible. And these limits that we see are limits that we're here to expand past and transcend. And, you know, eventually we're going to realize that all of this technology that we've created, we kind of like no longer need it. That's what they say. Like we're going to realize that we can connect with each other's consciousness through meditation and through thought, that we can travel through time and space through astral projection. Like we're going to realize that literally we are limitless. And that is our true nature as a human being because we have this spiritual origin, this origin of pure source energy. So 
I think it's important to kind of think about that with this technology. And when you're thinking about that greater way that we're growing and expanding to realize, okay, if there's no limits to what we can do, literally none, let's get really clear about what we want to do. And let's get really clear about are things, are the things that we're creating and the things that we're supporting and buying as consumers helping this greater plan? So, you know, we're so in, intelligent and fascinatingly capable as human beings, we can steer our technology towards any direction. We can steer our technology towards solving any problem that we want. It's just, are we really aware of what those problems are that we want to solve? Are we really aware of these things that we want to create? You know, is our goal to make life for all humans better and more connected and easier? And are we using technology to support that? Or is our goal to make a bunch of money and, you know, we're creating these things that are like addictive for people, but they're not actually supporting their overall well-being. So that's why it's just so important to get clear about those intentions. Yeah. And I think that those intentions make the difference with everything with technology, with, you know, there is kind of this divide between people who really embrace technology and people who don't want anything to do with technology, um, especially within this like spiritual realm. Um, and so the the intentions are everything mm-hmm. of, okay, let's steer this incredibly expansive and limitless um, energy that is being created collectively Mm -hmm. um, into an area that that can fix any problem that we want. And um, how do we feel about, you know, being empowered? How do we best feel empowered in navigating this growth into technology and then into not needing it anymore? I mean, it's freaking crazy to think about. Like, even just thinking about, you know, the time travel and astral projection of our consciousness, like with this podcast, like Mm -hmm. people are listening right now to an episode that we did two years ago. And I have no idea what we (laughs) said on those. And it's, you know, they're connecting with my energy, your energy in that moment that we recorded two years ago, right now in this present moment and getting the wisdom or the connection or the love or whatever that they needed from that moment in time in this present moment like that is time travel that is astral projection like that is freaking crazy to think about and so it's like okay that's already happening Mm -hmm. and so now um you know how can we steer where we're headed as a collective with this awareness of okay yes this technology can be amazing and it also can be not amazing um how can we use our intention to steer in a direction that really continues to uplift and expand our consciousness. Yeah. And it is, you know, in that intention and the collective intention, it does come down to individual authority. So that's why we're so passionate about human design is because it's not about telling other people, this is what you should do. This is how you live life. This is what's right or what's wrong or what's good or what's bad or what's true or what's not true. It's not about any of those things. It's about saying, here are the tools that you need to understand yourself so that you can become your own authorities. So you can have this awareness so you can ask these questions so you can create this intention so you can realize your power as an extremely divine being who's here to help the world grow and um, raise that consciousness, right? So 
once you realize like how your authority works, how you feel your truth, how you trust your own self, um, then you start to really take on that personal responsibility of like, if I'm using my technology correctly for my design and I'm using it to really support myself and I'm being mindful about the things that I say yes to, the things that I put my money towards, the decisions that I make on this individual level, then you start to really be able to take that responsibility to take care of the well-being and the collective because this new paradigm really is all about that individual level, and then that collective oneness. And, you know, it's interesting because I think we can really get caught up in the fact of like, okay, well, if I'm just thinking about my own personal decisions and how I'm using this or who I'm following or not, does it really matter? And like, does it echo out and actually make change? And like, do I actually have any power over what happens in the future? Or am I just one person who's too small to make any differences? And so it's really like knowing like you checking your own shit and being on it and bringing sacred intention to the way that you use technology every single day, that is what you are here to do. And it does ripple out and affect the kind of the collective and knowing that, you know, what every single person on this planet is connected to you and is a part of you. So if you want everyone to be happy and to be well and to limit their suffering and to have more love and connection, you have to start with yourself first. You have to start with your choices first. You have to start with feeling your best and being your happiest and being your most connected um, and, and putting whatever those filters are or boundaries are that you need in order to be that. So I think sometimes we feel like we want to help the world, but we don't know how. So we just abandon ourselves and we stop making those personal choices that we really need to start with in order to be able to make these more collective intentions and steer the way that we're growing and evolving. Yeah, I feel like every single episode, every single thing that we talk about, like boils down to having awareness about yourself and using your authority and being an individual and asking those hard questions, being mindful of your experience, like being the change that you want to see in the world. Like it always comes back back to that. And that's the best way that you empower other people. And, you know, the place that we encourage you to start with technology is, you know, how are you using it? Social media can be this incredible free tool that helps you shine, share your message, be empowered to create anything that you want, or it can be this tool that cripples you with doubt and comparison and distraction from your purpose and really feeling like you aren't the authority of your own life, but that you have to look towards others to tell you what to do. So like, how are you using it? Start with Mm -hmm. that question. That really is... Um, going to liberate you and then coming back to using your authority and checking in with those questions that Dana asked earlier, you know, because moving forward, like you are here to use it in your best interest as an individual to really be empowered and expand. Um, so asking, am I using social media in alignment with my design or am I using it to betray myself? Like that mm-hmm. is that's a big huge. question. Because especially because so many people who listen to this podcast, we know are people who own their own business, who are guides, who are coaches, who are human design readers, etc., or who want to be owning their own business, creating content, sharing things on social media. That's really like the place that we're all in right now. So there are so many 
rules and expectations and like legit strategies that, you know, in quotes, do work on Instagram algorithms about how you should post and when you should post and how often you should post. And all of that's great. If your authority brings you to, I want to use these super structured algorithms to be able to promote my business online. Amazing. Then do that. But if you're forcing yourself to create content every single day on Instagram and it's burning you out and exhausting you and making you feel disconnected and, you know, hate what you're doing and you're spiraling downward, you know, really check in with that and know that there are no rules. And it might feel like there's all of these new places that are coming into our world where there's this conditioning, these expectations, these pressures. But the most important thing is that you're being authentic and aligned. So, you know, checking in, do you have a defined ego center? or an undefined ego center. If your your ego center is defined, then you might have that more consistent motor of motivation to be able to create content, to be able to post. Um, That's amazing, go ahead and listen to that. But if you have an undefined ego center, then don't worry about being consistent in the way that you post that content. It's going to actually backfire in the long run because you're going against your design. You're going against what feels natural for you. And it's, you know, constantly convincing yourself that what I feel naturally inclined to do is what is most supportive for me. I don't have to push myself. I don't have to be something I'm not. I don't have to compare myself or work the same way that I see other people working because I am unique and I am different. And, you know, we're talking about that all day long in your like, in quotes, real life. But when it comes to social media, are you still applying these tools? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you have an active brain or a passive brain, um, if you have that passive brain, that means your top left arrow is pointing right. Um, That means that you are just taking in everything. So putting on some filters, really being conscious about who you follow, um, what podcast you're listening to, like being selective, like Dana, she has all of her arrows pointing right. So um, whereas I have an active brain, so really being conscious of where my focus is and um, letting myself focus in on things and um, even having some consistency with the things that I'm wanting to post or the things I'm wanting to read or the accounts I'm wanting to check in with every day. I've noticed that that routine really does help my brain. If I'm like, I'll check in with my top five accounts every single morning and learning from them in that consistent way is really supportive for me. Um, If you have the channel of community or four in your profile, creating online community, um, nurturing that community. But if you have an undefined ego, like Dana said, not feeling like you must every single day nurture that community and check in because that's going to feel like you are betraying yourself deep down. Um, If you're a projector, uh, like social media is a free way for you to shine your light, for you to guide other people. Technology is amazing for self-starting, for self-publishing, for creating a business, um, which is in alignment for any of the types. Like you don't have to be a projector to use technology in this way, but each type is going to use technology differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, one thing that I would really recommend is um, checking out your channels. Getting really clear on what your gifts are is going to really give you clues on to and guidance on to how to use technology in a way that is supportive for your gifts and in alignment for your gifts. Um, so if you don't know all of the details of the highest expression and lowest expression of your channels, we recommend checking out our channel videos, which we just launched 
I don't know, a few weeks ago and really getting familiar and having awareness around what those gifts are. Because obviously, if you have a channel going from your spleen to your ego center, you have a defined ego and that's going to let you know the best way to really use these gifts. So check those out if you're, you don't have crystal clear, um, I guess, awareness around your gifts and how you can best show up and shine your light. Yeah. And we're also going to be doing an online workshop in this like spring retreat with holisticism. So we're going to post more information about it on our Instagram, but we're going to be doing this workshop where we talk about authentic content creation for all of the types, like how you can really make sure that anything that you're creating is aligned for you, is like real for you. And that's another thing with, with technology, with social media, Um, You know, we see so many people expressing themselves on social media that we feel like, is that how I should be expressing myself? So getting clear about yourself, what is authentic for you? How do you know where you find that sense of inspiration with alignment to your true self, like getting really, really clear. And of course, we're going to be talking about, you know, creating anything in general, but I think a lot of us have been creating online. A lot of us are creating on social media. A lot of us are creating on Clubhouse or YouTube and things like that. So I just wanted to say with all of these technology platforms, like the biggest takeaway is always going to be to use your strategy, to use your authority. If, you know, everyone else is using Clubhouse and you haven't been invited to it and you're a projector, don't worry about it. You'll get invited when you get invited, right? If everyone else is using YouTube and you check in with your authority and you're like, you know what, that's just not what's going to make me happy and you have emotional authority, don't use YouTube. You know, there's a million ways to express yourself and technology is really showing us this way that we are limitless. So, allowing that freedom to be there and knowing that that's the highest expression of using technology is the fact that we are empowered to do anything, that we are limitless, that we are not boxed in by time, by space, by any of these things that used to hold us back. So let it really be that thing that opens your wings and helps you to soar instead of something that anchors you down and pulls you back into that conditioning or expectation or pressure. Yeah. And I just want to say like all of these technologies have solved major problems of things that we didn't feel like were us. You know, if you didn't like YouTube because you don't like creating videos and editing them and having the world see your face and having all these whatever on it, like it's just not you, boom, Clubhouse came in and it's nobody sees your face and you get to have this interaction with people and it's all audio. Or if you don't want to have that interaction in real time, there's Instagram. Or if you want to have your voice out there, there's podcasts. Like there's so many different technologies out there, audiobooks, like so many different things. So it really is checking in, you know, okay, these are my gifts. I've created this thing. I'm passionate about this thing. And what is a way that feels supportive for me? And how can I lean into that? So this has been like a lot longer episode than we thought it was going to be, but it's such an interesting topic. And it's so important because this is the world that we live in and we are designed to be conscious creators of the world that we live in. So um, thanks for tuning in with us over this technology platform. And (laughs) 
you know, you can check out all of our stuff at daylunalife.com um, or our Instagram at dayluna. We really encourage you to check out your channel videos or your type videos if you're not sure, like, what is in alignment for me? How can I be my own individual, my own authority with all of these different aspects of my, my world? And um, that's really going to help you to have your daily practice, really knowing how to lean in to these things that are very energetic and having that awareness is the key. So thanks for joining us today, you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your week and we're sending you so much love.